Listener supported. WNYC Studios. Hey, Lulu here. Whether we are romping through science, music, politics, technology, or feelings, we seek to leave you seeing the world anew. Radiolab adventures right on the edge of what we think we know. Wherever you get podcasts. Welcome to NYC Now, your source for local news in and around New York City from WNYC. It's Monday, July 17th. Here's the midday news from Michael Hill. New York City has a new top cop. Acting Commissioner Edward Caban will succeed Keyshawn Sewell as NYPD Commissioner. Mayor Adams says support for Caban is wide-ranging wide and far-reaching. All I kept hearing was Edward Caban, Edward Caban, that he was the right person to be the first deputy commissioner and to ascend to the position of being the police commissioner of the city of New York. Caban was first deputy commissioner under Sewell. She resigned last month. Caban will become the first Latino police commissioner. He's a third-generation Puerto Rican. His grandparents came from the city of Ponce, but Caban was raised in Parkchester in the Bronx. The Whitney Museum of American Art is throwing a 141st birthday party for the iconic painter Edward Hopper. It's this Saturday, July 22nd. Who's invited? Well, everyone. Hopper spent his entire mature career working in New York City. The Whitney holds more than 3,000 of his works in its collection, including some on view right now. Visitors 18 and younger can take part in Hopper-related art projects from 11 in the morning to 3 in the afternoon. And the Whitney's organizing a 60-mile round-trip bike ride to the Edward Hopper Museum and Study Center in Nyack, where even more celebrations will take place. New York State faces another day of weather concerns today after intense rain pummeled the region yesterday. Today's hot sun is expected to dry things out, but the Department of Environmental Conservation has issued air quality alerts for much of the region. Upstate counties are expected to face more fine particulate matter from Canada's wildfire smoke. The city on Long Island will face that. Uh, plus increased ozone levels. The DEC says air quality will reach unhealthy levels for sensitive groups. Those alerts come as some residents are still recovering from Sunday's weather, which closed roads, flooded basements, and canceled hundreds of flights from LaGuardia, Newark, and JFK. Your forecast now, 86 and sunny right now with haze. Today's sunny and hot all the way up to 90 Tonight, widespread haze, partly cloudy in 75, and then tomorrow afternoon showers and thunderstorms likely. Hazy, partly sunny in 88, with nighttime showers and thunderstorms as well. Again, 86 and sunny. This week on the New Yorker Radio Hour, a young writer attaches himself to a rising star in politics named Barack Obama. Interesting guy, speaks in what sound like paragraphs. Very good posture, that guy. Enviable posture. <laughs> I am a writer, and I have this, this very slight hunch, and he has none of that. A political coming-of-age story from staff writer Vincent Cunningham, plus actor and director Bradley Cooper, all on the New Yorker Radio Hour from WNYC Studios. Listen wherever you get your podcast. When Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg announced the indictments of six people in a straw donor scheme related to Mayor Adams' campaign, he talked about the importance of the campaign finance board to the city's democracy. When the integrity of that program is corrupted, Alvin Bragg said in a statement, 
all New Yorkers suffer. But the agency that prides itself on accountability and transparency is facing an internal integrity dilemma of its own making. It's connected to the recent departure of its executive director. That's according to documents obtained by WNYC's Bridget Bergen through a Freedom of Information Act request and interviews with more than 10 current and former staff there. She joins me now to talk about what she found and why it matters for the city's voters and taxpayers. Bridget, let's tackle an important question up front. For people who don't follow local politics, why should they care about the city's campaign finance board? Well, because we're what we're really talking about is your money and how it's being spent by an agency founded in response to government corruption. It's also considered the gold standard for the nation for how taxpayer dollars can be used for campaigns. The agency goes back more than 35 years to scandals during Mayor Koch's administration. The city passed a series of ethics reforms, including establishing the New York City Campaign Finance Board with the aim of reducing the influence of big money in politics by creating a public matching program for small donations. Now, it sits apart from the mayor's office. It's overseen by a five-member board with appointments from the mayor and city council speaker, and the staff there They are sticklers for the rules, for candidates and campaigns, because integrity with public money is at the heart of their work. So, Bridget, what prompted your recent investigation? So back in May, the agency put out a statement saying its most recent executive director, Beth Rotman, was resigning to take care of an ailing family member. She'd only been there about seven months, which is a really short time, especially at the CFB. They've only had two previous executive directors, one who served for 18 years and another who served for 16. Mm. So after my story ran, Michael, several staff members reached out to tell me that the agency statement was not telling the whole story. So I submitted a series of freedom of information requests to find out what was really going on. And Bridget, what did you learn? Well, first, (laughs) Rotman did not resign voluntarily. The board asked her to step aside over concerns about her management. They also signed a separation agreement with her, keeping her on as a special assistant at her $250,000 salary through just last Friday, July 14th. And then this, Michael... That's the sound of uh, the files. Those are all the receipts, invoices, internal memos, emails, and credit card statements that they sent me, which I'd love to look through with you now. There is a lot here. What jumped out at you? Well, let's, uh, we'll start with the furniture. Rotman spent about $40,000 during her short time at the agency. What? Uh, and a lot, yeah, on high-end office furniture to overhaul her office and create a co-working staff lounge. Um, if you want to take a look at some of these receipts with me. I see a designer egg chair, an executive chair, a wireless Dyson vacuum. Yeah, which the agency says it can't currently locate, by the way. Rotman did not respond to my question about the vacuum. She said that she worked with an organizational psychologist on the lounge. It was part of her focus to create a more unified culture at the CFB. But these purchases were made, Michael, at a time when most staff were still working from home and when other city agencies were being asked to slash their spending. So these purchases did not sit well internally. 
Bridget, I also say this memo for meals and others, what seem like personal items, that can't be allowed. Yeah, and it isn't exactly my goal. In March, her deputy director of operations, Mario Roqueville, sent her a memo about 40 receipts totaling $2,600 that she was seeking reimbursements for. One of them was a receipt for lunch at the Odeon. So I took my colleagues John Campbell and Liz Kim there to check it out. And sandwich. It's a hot spot for city government movers and shakers. The country frise. For city employees and even agency heads, the rules around meal reimbursements are pretty strict. You need to provide clear details of who you were eating with. It can't just be another city employee and why. Ropeville only approved a handful of these expenses. He rejected a dozen others, and then he asked for detailed justification memos for the rest of them. And not long after that, he made his own big move. What did he do? Well, according to the resignation letters they provided to me in the FOIL request, he resigned. But he was not alone in making a decision to leave the CFP. The agency's general counsel, Bethany Persky, who had been there for 12 years, also resigned, citing Rotman's leadership. I contacted both Rockville and Persky to ask if they had anything additional to say, and they both declined to comment for the story. Bridget, I have to ask, what has Rodman said to all this? So I made many attempts to reach her. I called and left messages, emailed a long list of questions. She started to respond via text and then in two emailed statements, one of which she recorded for me as a voice memo. She says she's committed to ensuring people trust systems of our local democracy, and she has denied any wrongdoing. And then she said this. The people who drive real change take risks challenge the entrenched norms and outdated practices that hinder progress, and start trying to move mountains. That's what I was doing at the CFB, an agency that needs internal transformation to serve New York City residents as they deserved. I'm curious, what has the board said about all this? No one from the board would actually speak on tape, but after asking for Rotman's resignation and keeping her on the payroll for two months, Uh, I did receive a statement where they said they have adopted new procedures to limit the spending authority of the next executive director. Uh, They also say they plan to institute clearer procedures that would alert the board about future internal complaints regarding an executive director's conduct. And at this point, they just want to move forward in a search for a new leader. WNYC's Bridget Bergen getting to the truth about the campaign finance board. Bridget, thank you. Thank you, Michael. Thanks for listening. This is NYC Now from WNYC. Be sure to catch us every weekday, three times a day, for your top news headlines and occasional deep dives. And subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We'll be back this evening. I'm what you might call very good at hide-and-seek. And since we got Xfinity, we have Wi-Fi all over the house even in my super-secret hiding spots. So I can kill time in here by streaming my favorite... Ha! Found ya. How? You left to find my tablet on. Get wall-to-wall Wi-Fi on the Xfinity 10G network. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. Actual speeds vary.